Games from the Cellar, the board gaming podcast. We have three copies of this in we the collection? We have three copies of this game, and like people are trying to find it, so we're just being... Greedy, I was gonna say it sounds like we're sitting. It sounds like you guys are sitting on about six hundred dollars worth of board game. Yeah. I don't know if it's that much, but I don't think anyone would want mine. What? What is this? What is? What's this mark on the front? So this is the Adventurers, the Temple of Chak. Is that how that's pronounced? You can pronounce it however you like. That's how I have oft pronounced yeah, it. Chak looks right. Yeah, and uh, this is an AEG game from like just shy of twenty years ago. We're Indiana Jones XBs. Yes. Raiding the Temple of Doom. Yes. There's a we, boulder, we, there's lava, there's water walls closing we in. Water, waterfalls. We, we are committing treasure. crimes. There and is the idea is to too. get out before you get trapped in the temple. And yes. There's by, lava and there's water. By and there's setting foot in this temple, and, we've doomed it to destruction. And and we're we're looting it. Yes. And that's so. what ancient Mayans are known for, right? Booby trapping everything? Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the goal of the game is to haul as much treasure with you as you can, but you have to make it out of the temple before the boulder reaches the exit. And sealing and you in. It off. Seals you in, at which point there is no escape, right, in theory. Because you get sealed in, the, 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 the entrance gets sealed off by the walls that close that our characters are standing in the middle of right now at the beginning of the game. And the far end gets sealed off by the boulder that rolls down this entire track and closes off at that end. And we have to run down that same track in front of the boulder. Meanwhile, we have to loot various treasures from this temple on our way to the far end. Yes. So as you play the game, you have to decide between moving quickly or stopping to pick up the treasure. And once you've picked up the treasure, it slows you down. And you can take risks, but... uh taking those risks you could get squashed by a boulder you could fall into the lava you could get swept away by the river it's about as thematic a push your luck game as there is yeah yes, it's, uh, it, plays, it plays pretty quickly and we're fairly familiar with this one i think and it's very pretty and it's got a million cards and it's got five dice and the it has this odd sort of motion where you 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 roll five dice to determine how far you go but you don't total them up what you do is depending on the amount of loot you are currently carrying you get to move one space for every die that exceeds that number. So when you have nothing in your hands, a roll of two or higher on each of those five dice means you're allowed to move, which typically means you're going to move four or five spaces. But as you start picking stuff up, you start only being able to move on rolls of three or higher or four or higher or five or higher until you're just sort of carting along, you know, 50 pounds of garbage while this rock is coming up behind you. And the rock always moves on a three or higher, so it, and it gets up to a good dose of it speed. It goes faster. The longer in the game, the, yeah, the faster the rock goes. The first round, you roll one die. The second round, you roll two, and so on, yeah. And I believe John mentioned a house rule that we were going to We were debating. Debating, yes. Yeah, I was, I was arguing that if it rolls over somebody, it slows it down by one. I was saying the opposite. If it rolls over somebody, it gets lubricated. It should go faster. So let's split the difference and say there's no difference. That works for me. I mean, okay, so the house so rule first is off, nothing changes. First off, we have to determine how big is the boulder. Because the mass is going to determine whether your body is a speed bump or an oil slick. We can see it, actually. And there's these lovely figures. If we assume they're roughly to scale. Right. And all although of, we all don't of our characters see a slope. Are the there's no slope indication here, but there has to be. Otherwise, the boulder wouldn't be moving, right? 
So this whole thing has to be downhill. I mean, let's just assume that. We don't have to really assume, like... Well, if it's a Mayan temple, presumably we're entering at the top, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... We're entering at the top and then exiting at the bottom, and the boulder's rolling all the way down. I'm right, bored with this already. All right, you're um, the one who brought it up, <laughs> I man. I don't know what to what tell you. What are talking about? So we go through the walls that come and collapse on top of us, and then you can try to go through the lava field, which is quicker, and there are good rewards in the lava field if you're willing to do it. Or but, you could grab the other stuff that's over by the side, but that's tougher to do because you have to roll dice over and over again until you get a one, two, so, or three on all of them. No, no, you're, you you got to be more descriptive. No, you don't have to be more descriptive yeah, because then you turn I the corner and you understood. either jump into the water and there's treasures at the bottom of the water or you make a run across and you break the bridge. You don't break it completely until you're off of it, but you want to break it enough that the next guy jumping on falls on the bridge and plummets down to the bottom of the waterfall, at which point you die before you even get to the end of the game. There's there's like five ways to die in this game before the game even ends, and all of them can quite simply be settled down to your stupidity. It's a press-your-luck game, and it's fast. I, I will say... I don't remember most people making it out of this one. I think most people die. Well, it it depends on what your strategy is, because you can grab yourself a couple of good treasures in a beeline. Bolt, yeah. But you're allowing other people to slow down and take their time. So it's really just, it's the push your luck part of it. I I will note, the one thing that I think is hilarious about the rule set here is at the beginning of the game, you're dealt two characters. You flip one of the cards over, and that's your little cheat sheet as to how many spaces you get to move or and, and based on how much loot you have. On the other side is the character portrait, your character portrait. The game rules state if you die in the first area, that is the, the collapsing walls area, you remove that figure, you flip both of your cards over so your other portrait is available, and then that guy goes in after everyone else well it's like with the lava clears all of a sudden he slides yeah. a rope down and you slide as down the, the as the boulder rope. goes past the lava field it reveals two tiles that you can spawn in on but you're right the the the, the rolling boulder gets to a certain point and then at that point you get dropped down onto those spots but i'm going to be honest with you those are all sissy rules i mean you need to you need to survive to the end of this and this is a game that is short enough that you know if you get squished that's on you. You root for the boulder at that yeah, point. Yeah, if we're going to have a house rule, I say it's one character per person. Yeah, I agree. The, don't the, get squished. That should be at the top of the rule book. Don't get squished. Don't get squished. Stay in front of the boulder. Yeah. I mean, that's that's your number one strategy, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so uh, a couple of things that we didn't cover. So we covered all the ways you can die, all the ways that you can pick up treasure. So there are, within the... Within the collapsing wall room and within the and on the lava field, you can pick up treasure on the spots that you stand on by simply using one of your actions on that space. Additionally, there are two sets of locked, like um, locked, locked vaults. Yeah, uh, one next to the lava, and then one that is um, further down past the river. That is incredibly valuable. Yeah, so that one is worth the most points. It's worth it's worth six it's, points. We usually set that face up, but you have to roll. You have to roll a, a large straight. You have to roll one, two, three, four, five. But it's like Yahtzee, right? Where you can lock in three of your dice and right. roll the if other. If you get two. five movement Each points, action you can re-roll the die. So if it takes you two moves to get there, and you have four total actions, you can re-roll twice. Right. And then next turn, if the if you're ahead of the boulder. You can use all four or all five of your movement 
right to try to uh to re-roll that so you could technically re-roll it up to four times if you're at that point in the game and haven't found any other treasure to carry with you exactly yeah and yeah because usually you need more than nine points to win yeah and you've also gone pretty far out of your way to avoid like that's that's the longest path out Mm -hmm. right you haven't jumped in the river you have not Gone over the gone bridge. Gone over the bridge. You're uh, you're skipping two shortcuts to get out. You're really going pretty far out of your way to try and pick up that, that dial. But, and you do got to keep in mind, there is always the chance that if you make it out with five points... You could be the only you one. You might be the only one that gets out. dies tragically, you win. That's and tragically is a matter of perspective. <laughs> and that's the and, game. And frankly, I think from a, a genre understanding we don't know if this is the beginning of the movie or the end of the movie so you know this could be the scene where everybody like bursts out of the temple arms overflowing with treasure and finds the bad guy standing there with rifles pointed at you and you're forced to surrender or it could be the climax of the movie i hate nazis yeah yeah the nazis could be showing up or they could be dead Nothing outside i hate Who knows? More. It could be the illinois nazi lost tribe <laughs> Wrong movie. Blowing blow 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 darts at you and <laughs> yeah. chasing you through the woods. Yeah, it could be that Telling too. That'd probably be the get the plane started. That'd probably be the start of the movie. All right, so the details. AEG, it was what, 2009? So oh my this gosh, is going back like 15 the years. At the height of, of me shilling AEG games at Gen Con. And it's just a larger than life game. Let's do this. The Boulder, the Boulder. <clears throat> yeah, that sucked. The Boulder's got a kill count, man. What was it? Two this last game, three. was it three, three and then uh, last time someone ended up in the lava? Well, no, because it didn't technically kill me. I drowned in the river. How did John oh. die the first time? He lava. 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 So it only got two people. It only ran two people over. Yeah, yeah. It just ran them both over on the same I mean, turn. If, if it causes panic to where you like run into lava or you jump down the waterfall, should that not still count as a kill for the boulder? I feel like all of the kills kind of belong to the boulder. Because if yeah. it were for the boulder, we could just... Take your time whenever we want. Through, stop I mean, for lunch. Yeah, it seals up the exit. I mean, Which, the game definitely has a timer to it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we played it twice, and each game probably took, what, 20 minutes? Oh, yeah, minutes? it goes quick. So That's when, when I did the description, I was kind of like doing it really fast because that's sort of the nature of the game. Everything's kind of in a hurry. Yeah, it's one of the things you kind of figure out quickly, like how everything works, the mechanics behind it. Yeah. And and you're like, okay, the boulders are moving too bad. I can can pause here and do something. And on the next turn, the boulder moves five and you're like, oh crap. I mean, you two were kind of playing with fire there on purpose where you looked at it and you went, well, I'm, I'm the boulder can move up to five Come spaces. On, I'm five, five spaces I'm away. away. Hey, five no away. guts, four no away. glory. No, yeah. I was going to say, now we're, now we're getting a lecture from the guy who won both times. You said that three times last game. Yeah, you were like, what are the odds it moves five? And well, well eventually said, it did. I never did say that. No, <laughs> but you were thinking it. I was like, look, all right, I got, I, got, I can do one chant. Like, I was fairly certain that I could make it across the lava if I had to. So I could cut that corner. And get out, get out ahead of it. But um, yeah, it rolled five, and it smushed me and John at the same time. Yeah, which was um, yeah, and it needed to roll all five in order. Quite to devastating. Get me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I had picked up one of those fours, I was I was just gonna book it out of town. I was gonna I was not gonna stop again. Yeah, I was gonna do the Chris strategy of dredging the river because I have the uh, the fish icon. 
So I could have gotten You're out. You're a strong swimmer. Steven. You would have been okay. I, yeah. But, you know, in both games, never got the opportunity to. So. Well, the, uh, in spite of the trench coat, the river a strong swimmer. Maybe mm-hmm. she takes it off before she jumps you in. You know, the other strong swimmer Maybe is it's also a wearing device. a big coat. I mean, look at this guy. He's got like, know. a Boot big coat, huge coat and a massive Maybe backpack. Maybe he throws his coat off as well. I mean, it could be that the, his legs are the collar, the furry collar... Like oh, it's actually a flotation device. A flotation. It's like a swimmy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see. It's, it. got, it's got the swimmer's foam in it so that you you bob above the water. I, I don't think the river is a winning strategy. I think it's more lava. You know, in the past, we always did the river. We the river would be pulled dry, so to speak, every single time. We would we everybody would jump in the river and and get the treasure. Yeah, I recall. I do recall a game where I was the last one in the river and was only able to pull two treasures. Yeah. Yeah. So that was when. Got upset going, what do you mean they ran out of treasure? I mean, I think both of these games, what, I think Chris was the only one to get in the water. Yeah. Yeah, my, my strategy is usually to pull as many treasures out of the collapsing wall room. You got, um, I think you have like one or two fives in the last two rows. I think the distribution, it has a distribution on the back here, I think. That's cheating. Well, yeah. either way, you can get a couple of fives. From the the collapsing wall room, right? And my the, the goal is, problem yeah. is, is you're carrying them early, there's, so they're going to slow you down. There's for one the entire value stretch. five card in each deck, and then one that surprise guy. card. Yes, there's a die six die card six where you card. all die. Yeah, D six and a five are the most valuable, right. yeah, arguably. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to leave the I try to leave the uh, collapsing room wall with two fours and a five. If I can do it, great. If not, right. The the problem with that is. You know, you don't know what the other people have already pulled. Yeah, and and you're going to be tempted to carry out. Well, I've got like I've got four fours. Oh no, I never carry out more than three. Uh, just, I always okay, I, I but, pick the best three of what I have, and then I get out, and then I yeah. either yeah. I usually skip the the lava room and go straight to the lock boxes. Or See, I, I think I think you guys are playing for all the wrong reasons. I mean, you're you're trying to optimize and strategize a game that is fundamentally about being larger than life. This may be the single most larger-than-life game that has ever been printed. John, I got crushed by the boulder. No guts, no glory. Don't talk to me about That's true. I you did get over-optimized. I, you I, did get did, I did kind of do the same thing each time where I looked at every glyph. I looked at every tile in the, uh, the, collapsing, the wall collapsing wall room so that I could chart a safe path through the lava. And... This time, I just got really lucky with my treasure pulls from the lava room and was able to, mm. to book it. See, and um, I don't do the lava, not because it's strategic or not. It's I don't want to Don't have fry. a good memory. Well, that doesn't help any either. But although this last time, I got them both right. So I, so I, I w- was doing okay on that. But watching your character fry to death just is not a lot of fun. I mean, drowning sucks, but I can't help but think that drowning is better than falling into lava. I mean, that's I'm not, sure both of them suck. I'm sure a, all of it sucks. That's true. Getting crushed by a boulder is also no. Yeah, I'm sure imagining your character die would be awful. Yeah. yeah. Well, but you know what? It's a game. Has anyone ever died in the collapsing wall chamber? No, but you, and, and, and so I, I, I feel like somebody could, but, but, yeah. but, but here's the question. I mean, because it could just be front loaded. The answer is actually yes. I I know that I have died in there because. But if you don't get out of there before the boulder goes by, Mm -hmm. you have to be like trailing that boulder and hoping and praying that you can get across that bridge at the exact moment that boulder's turning that corner. So technically it could be done in three turns. Wow. At which point anyone still there is stuck inside. And I'm pretty sure the walls collapse after four turns or five turns. So in theory... It could slam shut on the second on turn, turn two. 
Mm-hmm. But there's 15 cards that help keep that from happening. Maybe yeah. next time we just take out three blanks. Uh, right. You could take out a couple of blanks, and that would kind of... There's ways there's, you could certainly dial to be it up fair, we, it's not scary enough. We did speed the boulder up this turn. Yes, we did. We did. did. Yeah. But, I mean, one We, start, we one started die. with well, two instead of starting with one. Right, so we but actually, that's not we just one die. That's, the collapsing walls never felt... Didn't feel like much of a threat, right? I mean, even... In the first game, when we that's, didn't speed that's up the what boulder, Chris was saying take a couple of those blank cards out, and maybe there'll yeah. be a little more there. Yeah, you know, if the walls are ratcheted and shut, at the end of turn one, you're going to go. Maybe I don't just sit here and like right. pick <laughs> through the treasure. <laughs> well, right, exactly. Guess we're not going the lava route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or and and the other way you could change it is you could take out the top treasure in each of these decks so that they're not quite as lucrative. But again, again, it's you know you got to decide. The the other thing I'm not, is I'm not sure this is a game you need to worry that much about no. optimizing. And it's, it's interesting because you're right. It is a game where I don't know that you can play it a bunch of times in a row, right? Mm. Just because you're gonna start recognizing specifically the lava tiles, right? Yeah. Hmm. Where, like I knew the one that I jumped on was safe because I recognized the fact that. It was the one tile I looked at last game, and it wasn't one of the ones yeah. that was so, a bad tile. So you knew. Mm, and okay. I, I wasn't keeping them straight in my head, but I was a little better at it the second time, and like the third time, it's just, okay, I recognize it now. And I feel like part of the fun for me, the the reason I went through the lava field, was like, well, I hope I'm right. Like, I looked at all the tiles. Like, yeah. I hope I remember which ones are mm-hmm. trapped. And part of it also is like the first time you play, and I say the first time you play, like the first time you play every year like yeah, if you play right. this once a year it would do the you would have the same effect when you look at the lava tiles to see which ones are the the trapped ones it's these kind of intricate patterns that when you're looking at them you don't really know what to focus on yeah they're yeah. And they're very similar and sometimes. some of them are very similar yeah. like, so like, like this one's a circle with a square with a square inside of it and this one's a square with a circle with a square inside of it yeah which tile was the one that was trapped? You had yeah. five seconds to look at it. I think they're both trapped. You could one, add but... like another 30 tiles and make it a little more complicated. Yeah. yeah but... So basically what I'm saying is like once you start looking at the tiles, you kind of recognize what to look for when you're looking to see which ones are trapped. Yeah, that's so... fair. But, 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 I mean, but to be fair, I'm, I mean, you took the time to do that when you could have been taking treasure. You could have been bolting yeah. to get onto the other stuff. So, I mean, you know, because like, like like, there's the pattern that's square, circle, square, like inlaid with each other. And then the other one is circle, square, circle. The first time you look at that, you're like, OK, cool. Circle, square, circle. I got that in my head. And then the tiles flip over and they're sitting there next to each other. Like, well, wait a minute. Which like, one is for, for me? This run, there was a. Uh, there's one tile. It's got like a sun with flags coming off of it, mm-hmm. basically. Right. You start. You start making up a story that and matches the tile. When I looked at it as a to see which one was trapped, my brain just went, "Okay, sun with flags coming off of it." Yeah. And then we revealed the lava room, and I was looking. at it, I was like, "Okay, there's two tiles that look like that. Which one's trapped?" Yeah. I got yeah. it right, but if I hadn't, I would have just that's the fallen pizza the lava. That's the pizza piece that's been, uh, the pizza that's been cut into four pieces, and yeah. yeah and so and so that's the part of the game that's human. That's player skill, yeah. right? That's not roll and, the dice or risk evaluation or whatever. That's just how well did you memorize and it? How many other games have we bumped into that kind of stuff? And the answer is kind of zero. It's like these are kind of interesting ideas that you're well, not I think stumbling into in other games. There's yeah, I mean, a lot of games have elements of player skill in them, but mm-hmm. it's more about 
uh, tactics, right? How well can you put together a combination of cards and you have perfect inf- perfect information and all of that. But here it's, you looked at the tile that was trapped for five seconds. Can you remember yep. what it looks like? Right. And I can mean, you remember the four you looked at and, and yeah. pick them out? And so they start they start. There are games similar. like that, but I think there are some traditionalists who would not be pleased with that. No, I'm just trying to figure out. I don't think I've ever played a game where they did something like that where you had a huge layout and you have to pick out the tile that you peeked at. Well, there's, well no, not that, but the, the memory part of it. Like any perfect information game with semi-hidden information such as the Castile and El Grande. Yeah. It's well, kind of the same principle. Okay, that's fair. Are you paying attention enough to know how many each of us are putting into it? Or do you do like me, try not to think about it because you're going to get lost and you just Or kind like of, me, just count how many Chris puts in because he always puts yeah, in Chris more than everybody Chris is usually else. the only one that goes. So yeah, if you keep if you keep an eye on Chris, then usually you're, you're okay. pretty much set. But yeah. So, so my point being, but yeah, this that memory game that you're playing, the, yeah. and and the way the dice roll, it's not to, it, so that part's memory, all right. And the bridge you're pushing your luck on, breaking the boards every time you step on it, and if you want to, you could jump up and down on that one space and break even more, so somebody can't come along behind you. Each each, and then the other ones are like roll Yahtzee dice. So there's there's all these all these kind of bits and pieces all put on one board and all play in about 30 minutes, even with four of us going. And I mean, there's just, there's just a whole lot of stuff going on here. And, and this is, this is one of the examples I always use that when it comes right down to it, the French make the best Ameritrash out there. That's I right. mean, they may, it's Franco trash. It is the best games. Russian crushes there where you get to race cars that can drop mines on each other or shoot at each other's with machine guns. Formula Day comes out of France. Uh, Pitch Car comes out of France. They're just great games that are these larger than life plays. Yeah, like I don't even, care for racing games. Even some of the Fiduti games, like yep. they seem like heroes, but they have a lot of a, a lot of Ameritreshi aspects to them. Like, uh, what's the one? What's the Bruno Bruno one that uh, we played in Paul's honor? Uh, Isla Dorada. Isla Dorada. Yeah. 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 So you don't even like Shadows Russian Crush? Camelot. What's Russian Crush? Mm-hmm. That's the one where you lay mines and you can shoot. And he might be too young for Russian Crush. I don't remember Russian Crush. I mean, we'll, we'll have, have to get Russian have, Crush have, out have, now. We'll have you to have play Russian Crush. I don't it remember is a Russian game, Crush. But you get to fight. That's what I took We're away from We're making the point that the French do a Maritrash. Better than anybody else. Except for America. That and- <laughs> I don't think that's what John said. Yeah, I think I think John is... Yeah. Uh, I think this is awfully trashy right here. Yeah, a this is a whole lot game. of crazy stuff on this map. So... Did you ever play the follow-up to this, the Pyramid of Horse? I have never played the Pyramid of Horse. Yeah, I didn't... At this point, they had either sold the license to Fantasy Flight or whatever happened... Fantasy Flight was um, the ones putting this out when that when mm-hmm. the Temple of Horus or the Pyramid, Pyramid of Horus came out, and I just never got around to it because at that time I was still a shill for AEG, and that's pretty much all. And it, it and it never got the reputation that this one did. This 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 game was like super hot for like a couple of weeks. I mean, everybody talked about this game, and mm-hmm. it didn't last long, but it just. It's just a crazy enough game, and there's so many different pieces, and it is so thematic. I mean, it reminds you of two or three different movies that you've seen. That it just sort of, it kind of came to life for just a little while, and it, it was it was like a it was like a one hit wonder. I mean, it screamed up the top of the charts, and then off it went. Yeah, I mean, I do recall this being one of the the hottest games that AEG put out at Gen Con. 
Yeah. This was one of the few games where there was a line in the morning to get this game. To line up to get the game. And I don't recall many other games. Yeah. And it was from that era. At when least in my time, at my time with, with AEG, there may have been some after like automobiles or something, but um, yeah. this is, this is the one that I remember from my time. And I, and I, and I think they could still sell this now. I'm just, I'd just be curious to know. It's, I mean, it's got a lot of bits and pieces. Is it and, not still in print? No. No, I, I, sure? I, I, it's very out of print. I okay. think this. I think this got one good size printing, and that was it. Well, I got mean, two. So uh, AEG printed it once, and then Fantasy Flight Fantasy Flight printed it. Oh, so. really? I don't know which version I have. You have the AEG version. How do you know that? Because I'm pretty sure I gave that version to you. Mm-mm. I think I bought this. I feel like that was one I brought home to you, because they used to pay us in games, and oh, I would maybe buy you did. like. Stack. I would get stacks of games and bring them home and pass maybe, them out to maybe everybody. Maybe you did that. But yeah, so... I mean, could this game stand up in the modern time? I mean, I guess it depends, because here you've got what I consider to be a good family way game. Like Absolutely. This would be a very easy game to play with your family, just, you know... Right, because you, all you need is a master of ceremonies. I mean, anybody can talk you through all the pieces. And like yeah. I said, you don't, you don't need to talk about how the water works until somebody starts getting close to the water, mm-hmm. and then you can start. So you can actually introduce just the first couple of things that are going on on, on the map, and and then and if you got one person that knows the rules, then at that point they can talk through everybody. So yeah, yeah you, you can you, play this with your kids. But would you take this to like EuroQuest down in Annapolis? Um, I mean... That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't think it won't fit in. Yeah, you know, this would be a great target game. Like, if they yes. could, if they could do this mass market, if they could figure out yes. how to, to, to work the the production tool to a price point where it could hit mass. So, market how much shelves. does Ticket to Ride go for at Target? I think it's forty five. Okay, so they could probably sell this for eighty if they really set their mind to it. You wouldn't have the well, painted would, people so anymore. Now, games like Everdell are eighty. I have no. I, I, couldn't pick Everdell out of a lineup. Everdell is like a... Is it a lot of pieces? Yeah. Mm, it's okay. got this like cardboard tree that you build. It was it's Okay, a, so this yeah. this could sell for 80 bucks. Wingspan sells for like 60 bucks at at Target. So, so okay. I mean, you're with a game like this, you're targeting like that 45 to 50 dollar range. Yeah, I mean, I don't I think I wouldn't want to pay 80 for it, but 40 45 I'd be pleased. Mine. I don't think you're going to print this as cheap as Ticket to Ride. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to figure out how to, you got to figure out how to reproduce this in a way to where you could get. And the only reason Ticket to Ride is 45 is because they're printing it at scale. Right. So you right. got to figure can, out print 100,000. You got to figure out a way to make this 45 dollars, and you could put it on Target shelves, and it would go straight out yeah. the door. I mean, you could. Yeah, you could cut out the walls and the you know replace the the plastic walls and the the plastic bridge and the plastic boulder with something. No, 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 you can't replace the plastic boulder. You're right. The plastic boulder probably needs to stick. But or you could just like have have the the players the whoever buys the game has to go out to the creek in the backyard and get an actual <laughs> get rock. Right. rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's how you cut costs there. But yeah, the the painted minis are, I think, a good selling point because these actually aren't too bad. But that, they were an add-on. Yeah, they were they an add-on. They did not come with they, the painted minis. They cost like twenty five bucks just for the the minis themselves, and I have a feeling, you know, that was back when painted minis were cheap. 
Yeah, because they're, they're hand-painted. You can't get that. They, they are, and it's. I once heard Christian Peterson talking about it. It says, don't think for a minute that those minis are painted by a machine. They they are painted by hand, every last one of them. So so back when, when Chinese labor was far less expensive, they could do things like this, and, and just the market is not there for that anymore. But yeah, so... Some, something about human rights and a fair wage. Yeah, fair wages are... Yeah. However you want to go on that, you can go on that. <laughs> so, I mean, we've we've pretty much come to the conclusion that somebody, if they could get it produced at the right you range, could, sell this game. could make a lot of money at Target. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of... That leads us into the question, right? Well, what is this game actually going to be rated? Sam, you won. What what do you give for a rating twice. on this one? I, I won twice. You yes. did win twice. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a fun game. Um, I enjoy playing it, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not a game that I would want to play every week or probably even every month, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to break out. You this is a, this a is a good once and, a year yeah. or twice at the same time, once a year type of game. Yeah, you know, like... For gamers. Yes. Because, um, you know, you play it a couple times, you're going to start optimizing it. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how that works. You're going to see patterns. You're going to think about it. You go, well, maybe this is the most efficient way to do it. Um, and at that point, I think you're going to optimize the fun out of this pretty quickly. And it kind of becomes a different experience at that point. Too. It does. And that's maybe not a bad experience, but it's it's loses some of the lighthearted fun, I think. And that's where that's where the adventure shines is when, you know, it's so thematic and you can you can almost hear the music in the background mm-hmm. as you're playing it and you're running from the boulder and are you gonna make it? And you wanna mm-hmm. have to that when you start thinking about is it more like is it worth me running into the water? Is that ever more effective than me trying <laughs> for the bridge? And what are the odds of me stopping to grab the big treasure at the end of the the path, and that's when it, it's not going to be fun. Play a different game, yeah. right? But when you're in the moment of like, oh, I've got to like dive into the water because I have to escape the boulder, or and I may as well dredge and pick up some treasure while right. I'm at and it. And you're or... just you're just making crazy decisions because you're not thinking too hard about it, and you're having a good time. It's a great game. Well, Easily the, a seven. And and if the people they're playing against are doing really well, you're like, okay, then at this point I gotta go balls to the wall. I gotta take the risk and you know at yeah, that no, point you're just ahead of that, yeah, yeah. You're just and ahead it, of that boulder. It is a really easy game to play. Mm-hmm. Um especially when you're not too worried about optimizing it. Right? As as a family game, if you just wanna like put it on the table and run whoever through it, people are going to have a good time because it's easy to learn, easy to play, and you go fast. I played this during the pandemic. 2020, right? In March. And so so I last time I played this was four years ago. Wow. So, so when was lockdown? Lockdown was March 13th. Yeah, March 13th is when we got sent home from work. 2020, right? Yeah, I played this March 16th, 2020. So that was the following Monday we got together and played this, and that was that's when it came to an end. Chris, what's your what's your number? Um, no, I think Sam hit the nail on the head with you know we're four experienced gamers and we kind of metagamed it a little bit. Um, but I, I love bringing this out with people that they ask like, well, what kind of games do you play? Monopoly, Stratego, you know things like that, and it's like no. And you bring this out, this is this kind of blows their mind. 
I mean, this is a, a great. It's so off it's a good, from it's, what they're used to. It's, it's an experience. It's not a roll and move. It's like all of a sudden they get invested in the in yeah. their character. But it is a roll and move, <laughs> right? Yeah. But you yeah, can, but, yeah, in a whole different way. But no, you, it's it's almost more of an experience yes. than like a game. It's the next step up from roll and move to where people that don't play games regularly can understand what's going on and have right because you can you can mm-hmm. look at it you have okay these are the spaces there's my guy there's the boulder okay i can see i have to get to the exit and we've all seen the movie so we all understand what looting means i mean you go in you grab it's essentially a shopping spree you go in you grab what you can and you get out before the sale is over. supermarket sweep <laughs> yeah so this is a game i do enjoy playing it with you guys but it's also i think i'd rather play it with people that are new to board gaming who haven't seen Anything like this, you know, they play Monopoly, Risk, you know, they or categories and different stuff. This kind of just blows their minds, open up a whole new world, and they want to play it again. And I love that feeling when I'm showing people how to play game. I'm going to give it a solid seven, and we'll move on. Since I did survive one of the games. Okay. At least I didn't fry the second time. Um, you know, I've probably played uh close to 50 or 60 games of the adventurers um maybe not all the way through and maybe not playing but guiding um like i said the year that this came out this was my game i played this and i and i ran thunderstone tournaments so um between those two games it's really all i did at gen con for four days and i still enjoy bringing this out from time to time um you know as chris said we're experienced gamers I really feel like one session a year is is about right for this. Yeah. Um, as Sam said, it's not something I would want to play next week. If somebody said, what about the adventurers? I'd be like, what about something else? Or, oh, my <laughs> God, I got something going on. Sorry. But, you know, that once a year experience, it just it allows you to forget the little details enough to where there are some. I mean, they're not surprises, but the game can surprise you in ways. So for that fresh experience, it's a fresher experience. Yes. For that, I'll give it a seven just because even all, even past all that, it's just a lot of fun. It's so thematic and it's so evocative of just, you know, I grew up watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was like, yeah, I mean, we bought a VCR because of it. Just the first 15 minutes of the, you know, just the, the temple part. That's like, we used to build temple runs in our, in our house and we'd roll like, a ball of pillows down the stairway, <laughs> like at each other. Like that was stuff that we used to do as kids. So this is the, you know, there's a few games in my life that have had these, these moments of narrative, these stories that like, I can't forget. And there's a space on this board that I had never realized until I was once playing with my daughter. And this was back when she was probably 12 or 13 years old when it first came out, um, where she was on her way out, but I jumped in the water and she realized I probably had more points than her. So she was on her way out, but she was going to lose. And she went across the bridge backwards. She went, she essentially doubled back behind the rock to get into the water, to swim through the water, to get more points, to get out before the rock got to her and get out of the dungeon so that she could actually still beat me. And when she went across that bridge backward, I'm like, are you insane? How did that work out? Oh, she died. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that, that was not the point, though. She, yeah. she had to throw the big dice to see what she could do. And the thing I had never realized is there are not two spots that get you into the river. There are three. She could turn the corner from the spot next to the bridge 
dive straight into the water, and she darn near got out. And she would have beaten me on points, but she she just did not have enough time to get enough stuff she needed. But 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 that's that's one of those stories. And, and you know, another one I remember is is this little homemade game that a guy did called Sucking Vacuum that you and I used to play, Chris, on a, on a regular basis. And they're these these storylines that I remember that that are you know I'm going to be you know drowning on my dentures when I'm 80 years old and I'm going to be thinking of games. And this is one of those games that has that moment. That's only me. 20 years from now, John, it's getting close. You're right. <laughs> so, um, um, from that perspective, this gets a real high seven for me, just because I think there's, there's the potential for these really big sort of larger than life plays to happen. And tonight I, I crashed and burned. In fact, I didn't even make it halfway around the map either time. So it wasn't the best plays. And, and I, I, there are some games that either they do very poorly or they just, just way outshine where they're normally going to be. And, and this is one of those games where you can just have a crazy moment where somebody's busting out the end of that door with the rock right behind them. And then, you know, they're one step away and that kind of, that, that yeah, makes it, for fun gaming. It leads to these magical moments. Yeah. All stuff, about stuff that you remember, stuff that you, you know, like, you know, I used, I used to joke about HeroScape, you know, 50 years from now, you're going to be on the golf course and you're going to be talking about that game of HeroScape you played mm-hmm. with your buddy when you were 17 years old. And, and this is the kind of game that can give that kind of experience. All right. Any parting thoughts? I think this game is fine. This game is fine. No guts, no glory. 